Geekish Cast, episode 111, the Tracy Comic Con and Reptile Expo. Geekish Cast. I'm your host, Jeremy, and I am joined again today by Morgan, Zion, and Jeff from Shedskin Reptiles, Become One Voice, the Tracy Comic Con, and Reptile Expo. How you guys doing? Pretty good. Yeah, we're doing pretty great. Okay. And in order there, that was Jeff, Zion, and Morgan answer, or answering my question. That way, if we lose the voices, you know who we're talking to. Mm-hmm. So you guys have a show coming up in November. Yes. Okay. In Tracy. So what's where's it at in Tracy? It's actually uh, where the old Tracy Outlets were, and it's uh, the address is 1005 East Pescadero Avenue, uh, which is right off of uh, 205 and MacArthur. And again, it's the old Tracy Outlets. It's called yeah. now the Northgate Village. It's completely visible as well from yes, the freeway, so you can absolutely see it. Um, now, you guys are doing a comic show and a reptile show at the same time. Yes, yes we mm-hmm. are. How did you put those two things together? Oh, wow. Um, it actually started because we are a family unit. It actually started because we are a family unit um, collectively. Uh, my sister, brother, and I, we actually worked together doing the Tracy Comic Con, and that originated um, starting off our nonprofit. And my mother's um, fiance, he actually does the reptile half of things. And since we were already doing two conventions uh, each year, we decided we might as well just put them together and try to make it one big, giant expo. So we can um, join our shows together, get more people in the community behind it. And, you know, you do have your comic geeks, and you also have your reptile geeks. So we thought we might get some crossover there. Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, So how long, Jeff, how long have you been involved with reptiles in general? Uh, quite a long time when I was a kid, uh, and it's just got a uh, became a hobby that's got a okay. Would you, I mean, did you own them as pets or yes, okay. pets, and then turned into breeding, and then now it turned into a, a, a store. Okay, so what was your first reptile pet that you had? Go for snake. Just oh, okay, caught, yeah. Snake like at seven years old, and just caught on from there. Those things scare me because they kind of look like a rattlesnake, don't they? Yes, they do. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've actually gone out of my way to kill a rattlesnake before. Really? Yep. They scare me for some reason. I don't know why, but yeah. I chased one into tall grass with a tire iron once. Nice. Not a not a smart move. Yes. Not a smart move. And he got away. But that was his point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We breed them, so don't come in the store. Um. Well, just as long as they're behind glass, I'll yes. be okay. I'll be okay. Yeah, they are. So you breed rattlesnakes? Then? We breed everything from rattlesnakes to tarantulas and to anacondas. Okay. Well, a tarantula's not really a reptile. No. They do shed though. Uh, yeah, actually, they do molt. Yes, yeah. they do. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of the same in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, eight legs, no legs, but, you know, That's whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Zion, how did you get involved in this? I understand it's a family thing, but I assume that you uh, probably brought a little more geeky young stuff to it than everybody else did. Um, yeah. So my sisters, they've been involved in, um, like, charity work and community service um, since I can remember pretty much. And... They actually had a store that was um, art-based that raised money for charity. I'm not the artist. I'm not very good at that. So I suggested maybe bringing in comics because I had a passion for them. Okay. And, yeah. And so I decided that. And then we saw the um, Miles Scott um, Make-A-Wish thing. And I was like, that's a good um, charity and I want to help them. 
Can okay, yeah, and I guess that's my other question. I mean, you are doing both of these things now uh, to help out a charity as well as, and I guess we should probably just go ahead and say that you do have a reptile shop in that same shopping center. Yes. Shedskin Reptiles. Yes. Um, but you also have the charities that you're helping out. So how did you get involved with helping out a charity? That actually started when, like he said, when you were really little, my sister and I, um, trying to think it was when I was about 10 years old my sister was 12 and our first organization was called kids for a cause my mother was invited by one of her clients to be on her relay for life team that's ran by the American Cancer Society as most of us know and when she was invited she was thinking oh I can just write a check and not have to go However, her client was saying, you don't understand, my brother passed away from cancer, and it would really mean a lot if you came out and supported. Um, and my mother at that point was like, okay, we're going to make uh, my daughters, Rachel and Morgan, both come because I am not going to you know, go to this sad event all by myself. And when we went, my uh, sister and I were just so greatly impacted by it. We read every Luminaria bag, and we decided at that point, you know, if this is helping other people, this is a good way to spend our time. And my sister then said, I want to have my own team next year. And then that grew our base of volunteers. We made our own team name the following year, which was Kids for a Cause. That was our organization name for years to come. And then as of about, I think it was five years ago, we uh, changed our name to Become One Voice. You know, refined it a little bit. We started doing fine art fundraising, as I mentioned before. And uh, like he said, uh, he wanted, he didn't have art to contribute, so he threw in some comics. My sister was like, whoa, this is becoming a boy's store. And uh, she's like, I know how to fix this. And uh, that's when she started parading around in uh, Princess Dress and uh, Tiara's. And as you can see, this is a comic equation for a Comic-Con. And uh, that's how we actually got into this all. Okay, so when was the first uh, comic convention that you put together? That was three years ago. This is our third. Year. Three years ago, mm -hmm. how did, did you did you have something you could go to for advice, or did you just jump in with both feet and kind of learn by failing? Um, well, we did have the reptile expo from the year before. So, so you had done a reptile show before. Yeah, this is our fourth year, so we okay. had that for yeah, so. the, that was our experience. Oh, okay. And, yeah, so, we well, and did you find that those skills? Translated from the reptile show to yes. the comic show. Obviously, and, different vendors. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, the same, you know, you learn how to approach one, you yep. can kind yeah. of apply that to the next. And then just the year's worth of networking from when we were 10 to now. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's been very beneficial. We've been working with different businesses and so forth. Like we, one of our sponsors is Dickie's Barbecue. We've been working with, um, uh, Toyota out in Tracy as well, and they've been very kind to us and helping us in that way as well. Okay, well, that's good. Mm -hmm. So then, um, let's go ahead and talk about the Reptile Expo first. What made you decide to do a reptile, I guess, convention is the common parlance for it. I mean, is there, I mean, there must be a need for it somehow if, you know, you decided to do it. So, how did that, that gear click into place? Well, there's been reptile expos like anything else uh, for years, especially down in L.A. area, and I used to uh, go to those and buy reptiles from breeders to which ones I want, and I probably have more of that than anything else than, than breeders. But, uh, you know, once you start getting into that, and then I developed a store, um, I decided, well, that Northern California needs a little bit more of those, even though we have one out in Northern California called Sacramento Reptile Expo, and it's huge. 
15, 16,000 people. So we decided to have a, a smaller one and build up like they did. And it's turned out to be pretty good. We're still not huge, but we're big enough to support the, the local cities. And, uh, we've had some customers come from out of state just because they're out, out visiting it. And they oh, sure. Well, also, I'm, I, I'm sure that you guys doing a smaller comic convention and reptile show, you see that there's a need for large conventions. Yes. And smaller, more mm-hmm. intimate, more localized. Because mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. some people don't want to go get a table at a big show. Right. It can yeah. be very costly. Exactly. Yeah. But a smaller one that I'm sure that I'm sure that you have found people will, mm-hmm. you know, you know, invest yeah. fifty, a hundred, hundred and fifty bucks instead of right. three, five, seven hundred. Yeah. And most of the people that we attract are the private breeders, not the big breeders like, you know, your big stores. Uh these are uh breeders that like myself that have a small quantity that want to set up a small table and yeah. and vend. That's kind of wild. I have to ask, who breeds rattlesnakes? What's the end result? Just, I mean, is there a breed standard you're shooting for? Or are people breeding to, I mean, is it like flowers where you try to bring out different looks and things when you... That's basically it. There is so much breeding, and unfortunately, some people that might not like this, but um, it's some, it's almost too much breeding. Like you get into your dogs where you've come up with labradoodles and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Now it's become that way in reptiles where you change the design, you change the color, and if you find that one to be unique in yours, you can call it whatever you want, whatever okay. color it is to whatever, and you just call it whatever you want. And I think it's just a little too much because now you're developing a little bit of neuro- neurological problems with some of these animals because they have too many genes. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, and that's like anything that you anything, see you where it's been bred too much. Oh, There's yeah. a thing called line breeding. Okay. Where you yeah. breed father to daughter. Uh, yeah. And it doesn't matter. I mean, they usually I think they do that with chickens, but... What you get is recombinant genes, and if you've got a genetic disease in there, yes. that thing runs wild at yes. that point. Yeah, so I'm sure anything you breed for a look, yeah, that's part of what you do. Oh yeah, yeah, it's kind of neat in a way, but it's also kind of disturbing. Of course, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the rattlesnake thing is, yes, they are venomous, and uh, you know, it's just uh, not a great toy to have because you can't play with them. Right. But they are unique, and it. Uh, I I basically don't sell them to anybody. You have to answer a few questions, I, and then uh, I would hope know so. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd just be like a bunch of assassins showing up. Yeah, oh, yeah. show me your rattlesnake cage as they twirl <laughs> their mustache. Of course. Um, now, out of reptiles, though, and you'll have to forgive me because I'm going to focus on this for a minute. Cause I am a little bit of creeped course. out by by reptiles. <laughs> what kind of reptile does make a good pet? Um, the bearded dragon has become the good family pet because of its, uh, has a good attitude. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's not that it knows you. It does tolerate you a lot better than most reptiles do. And they sit on your shoulder all day in church and not go anywhere. Right. Um, it, they're not super aggressive. Uh, and do they bite? Yes. Everything can bite, but they're not out there to get you. But so the bearded dragon as, as, uh, far as a lizard, and then you get into your geckos like crested or leopard, um, but the snake is also a, actually a good uh, pet also. It eats only once a week. Can't beat that. Um, and the bad thing is, though, that it does eat rodents. You can go well, yeah. live to frozen thawed and junk like that. Yeah, so if you're going to be squeamish about feeding it, you probably yeah. should consider a different pet. Yeah. yeah. The ball python is another good uh, pet, though, which is a, a snake, and it doesn't get very big. Okay. Well, that's one that I think a lot of people assume because they're hatching animals. They may not make great pets, but birds are hatching animals and make great pets. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's not that much difference between a reptile and a bird, really. No, actually, the birds are from reptiles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a really, I mean, they're scaly. They got claws. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, now that we've uh, talked reptiles, let's talk some geeky stuff for a minute. You betcha. Um, so, Zion, it was, it was you that brought comic books into this whole mix, right? Yes. So, who is your go to superhero? Um, I would say Daredevil. Daredevil? Um, 
Yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah. yeah. You, uh, now, did you find the comic before the movies or TV shows? Oh, or? yeah, for okay. sure. Um, so my dad, he was into um, comics, um, specifically Daredevil, and so that's where I got into Daredevil. But then reading into it myself, he's a cool character. Not really having to, like, have, like, I mean, he does have powers, but it's from his own weakness that he has his powers, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's always been a, a really strong character. Is there a preferred writer or artist that you associate with that character? Um, no, no. I think it's all pretty good. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, for guys my age, it was um, Frank Miller mm-hmm. was the the Daredevil <laughs> guy. He wrote it and drew it yeah. for years and did some really, like, great crime stories with it. Mm-hmm. So, Morgan, how about you? Um, Let's see. If I had to pick my favorite... Oh, gosh. Okay, my ultimate favorite that I grew up watching, because as soon as I mentioned our dad, he definitely had us growing up watching the old X-Men movies. Oh, okay. And so I'm just thinking about the whole... Yeah, so that was... um, And he's right. It is a show, pardon me. And uh, With the 90s cartoon? Yes, (laughs) that's exactly what it was, the cartoons. And I just love those so much, and now I have the song now stuck in my head, so hopefully I'll get that out for the rest of the podcast here. Okay. Well, Definitely there's um, plenty of room. I mean, you always get a bad song stuck in your head somewhere. So, yeah. yeah. So, Jeff, are you a superhero guy at all or anything? Grow- you know? not, not really. I mean, Batman was my thing, but uh, or uh, Mighty Mouse. That's oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's a rodent. Yeah. I actually feed rodents <laughs> to my reptiles. So yeah, there's not a really a, is there a great reptile superhero, reptile-themed superhero? I love Godzilla. Yeah, and that's King good Kong. stuff. Um, Can't miss those movies. No, uh, <laughs> especially King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Just... and they're going to do that too again here pretty soon. New King Kong coming out in 2017. Yeah, is that? Hold on here. So that's the Skull Island one. Kong. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and that's I believe they're going to lead that into King Kong versus Godzilla. Can't wait. Yeah, that'll be good stuff. <laughs> Shin Godzilla. I haven't seen it yet. Have you seen it? Shin Godzilla. It's the one they just released it in Japan, but I believe it's available here now. Oh, you're kidding? No. Oh. So if you get a chance, it's supposed to be great. I haven't seen it yet, but yeah, the last the... Godzilla I didn't like very much. They didn't show very much of him, other right. than that. Well, and I think when Godzilla first shows up, he should wreck the place. And then you can use him as a good guy later. That's right. Yeah, but when he first shows up... Of course. Well, he's supposed to be the the Japanese fear of the next nuclear attack. So if he's not wrecking shit when he first shows up, (laughs) you know, you're not really... I mean, they kind of showed him helping the military, and it's like, no, that doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, you you can do that later. Right now, just show him, like, you know, like the Blue Oyster Cult song, you know, shaking trucks around and throwing trains. That's right. That's right. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, Morgan, as far as finding guests to come, um, what was one of the more exciting people you've landed so far at any of your shows, including the one coming up? Okay. Out of guests, when I was, like, looking for guests? Well, yeah. I mean, like, who would be a big get? Who'd, yeah, let's let's do this okay. a three-parter. Okay. If you could get anybody you'd want, who would it be? And who is one of the ones that, that flat turned you down? And who is the biggest name that you got that you were excited to actually land and have say yes? Hmm. We'll make it a real okay, complex, multiple-part question. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Flat turned me down. I'll start there because I got a lot of no's. But mm-hmm. the one that stood out the most was Chris Evans. It was interesting because um, it how his agents uh, spoke was – I couldn't tell if it was really – him saying no if it was them saying no for him like are you, are you even gonna ask him and because they said we're, we're gonna respond like on his behalf i'm like okay is this him or anyway yeah so i was like okay that one kind of was offensive i guess a little bit um oh i'd really love to have okay that's a toss-up between 
Leah Thompson from it's Back to the Future. Back. To yes. The okay. Okay. And um, or Brandon Ruth. Because okay. they were just both extremely nice when speaking to them. There's some others too, but those are two of my personal favorites. But I love them both as like a fan. Um, so those would be two. And out of the ones we actually do have, a personal favorite that my family just really loves working with. And he's just been excellent on wanting to promote the show and really help with the Make-A-Wish aspect of it all has been Steve Cardenas um, from the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger cast. He's the Red Ranger. Oh, okay. Yes. He well, has actually got us an additional sponsor this last week, which I'm like, whoa, that's great. So um, he's been just wonderful. Well, that's today. fantastic. I'm really looking forward to meeting him. So are you a fan of the uh, the CW superhero shows? Um, when I was younger, yeah, actually from his, from his, I remember watching theirs, but now currently I don't really watch much of oh, okay. I watch more of the DC stuff. I just finished up the whole class. Oh, no, that's it's what I'm talking about is, oh, is DC. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant something else. I'm sorry. CW being the TV channel. I man, it all, it always happens Well, the reason me. the reason I ask about that one is because Brandon Ralph obviously yeah, played is, Superman. Yeah. But now he plays Ray Palmer. I like him as Ray Palmer. <laughs> but they're going to do a crossover with Supergirl. And if they don't have her look at him and go, you know, you kind of look like my cousin. They that will totally awesome. miss the Yeah, they will That'll totally miss awesome. the if they don't do wow. that. That's true. I thought you were like referencing something else. I missed. My bad. No, it's okay. It's every okay. Every time. Every time. I, I was hoping for her. But. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's fine. Because you know okay. what? If that if that jumps out bad enough, I can always cut it out. Okay. So, no, you know. it's cool. Or if cool. I want to make funny, running. I'll just leave it <laughs> just in leave and it. loop just it a couple it. times or something. Yeah, and I have no that. clue what you guys are talking about. So I just, you know, CW being a TV yeah, channel. Gotcha. But when I asked CW, she probably thought like comic publisher and Sure. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was something else. Yeah. I was mixing it up with a different one. Yeah. And... No, it's fine. You're doing fine. <laughs> Everybody gets nervous in front of a microphone. It's fine. No, I totally it's thought fine. I had it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, who is going to be at your show this year? We'll start with you, Morgan, and then we'll talk about the animals that are going to be at the comic, or I'm sorry, at the reptile side as well. So, okay. As far as special guests that are attending the Tracy comic show, we have Steve Cardenas, as I already mentioned, the Red Power Ranger from the Mighty Morphin cast. Also, Karen Ashley, who's the Yellow Ranger from the same cast. We have Margaret Carey, who's uh, Tinkerbell. We have Catherine Garver, who's the um, animated version of Starfire. We have C. Andrew Nelson. For a second, I was going to mix that up, too. C. Andrew Nelson, who is one of the three Darth Vaders. Um, and who am I forgetting? Oh, Magda Ponowicz. And she is on the TV shows Continuum and Kylex Y. Okay, yeah, I know her from Continuum because she was the whole reason that they did time travel again in that show. So, yeah. <laughs> um, how about local vendors? Who do you, I mean, or local artists and that sort of thing? Who's going to be local there? Artists, man. I am not in charge of the vendor list. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, we do have quite a big list. And I know there's, I'm trying to think of one. I can't remember his name specifically. 75. I know there's 75 vendors, but I'm, I'm just trying to think of the specific one. I know him as uh, the Black Da Vinci. That's what his artist name is. Okay. That's what he says on his cards, too. It's, he's a very good artist. If you do attend the show, I would stop by his booth. It's amazing. That's actually one of... I'm, I'm going to point around now so if people listening can see this. But <laughs> one of my favorite things is to stop and meet the artists and buy stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can blow... Very nice. Yeah, I can blow yeah. 200 bucks mm -hmm. within a 10-foot walk. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah. His, his stuff oh, yeah. is amazing. Yeah. yeah. We've also got some uh, custom artwork by him, too, and I... 
the first time I met him, I was like, I'm buying that, that, this, and that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really cool. Um, you know, now I've got a thing where as people come on, I'm getting artwork that's going up on the wall from them. So that displaces some of my other favorite artwork, but well, you know, that that's how you really see a good comic person or a good reptile person that even though you have just about everything you need, but when you show up with something, you got to get something. Else. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, and for me, and I'm sure you guys see this, especially with local artists, this is how they make their their you know money that yeah. keeps them producing. This is how they pay for their websites, their phone number, their you yes. know their art supplies. Yes. Um, so I kind of view it as my responsibility. You know, I, I want good guests coming on. I want you know I want guys your age to start drawing and making stuff. Yeah, and, yeah I'm, they're drawing. I'm, I'm, <laughs> well, but you know what I mean. Yes. though. You know, I want to encourage like I want people your age to have a reason to want to go do mm-hmm. artistic things later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we were all going to do something artistic when we were sure. young, and I ended up selling plumbing because you have to feed the family, and, yes. you know, yeah. And I was, it was very hard staying within the numbers when I was drawing, so, but right now. Well, that's fine, that's fine, yeah, that's, we all got to start somewhere, you know, we all got to start somewhere, but that's that's kind of like where I'm sort of that. So now on the uh, the Reptile Expo side. Well, we have a, a Mr. Carl Persons that's going to be there, and he's a, the venomous guy, and he brings in quite a few venomous animals, I mean, some serious venomous ones, like a... The black cobra to the uh, the uh, um, uh, taipan, which is one of the most venomous snakes out there, and he actually uh, illustrates the animal, but he also tells you that these animals are dangerous, but they're also used in medical research mm-hmm. from people with specific diseases to if you're a heart attack victim or you have some type of uh, oh, yeah. older person that most of your your uh, anticoagulants, yes, yeah. most of your pills that you take have the actually. Uh, the uh, the venom qualities yeah. in them. There's just something to be learned from just about anything oh, out there. Of course, yeah. of course. And then we have uh, a lady named Bonnie from Bonnie's uh, Classroom Safari, and she's bringing some unique animals, which aren't reptiles, but it's stuff that people like to see because uh, you know you're there for reptiles. That's all you see is reptiles, but once in a while it's kind of cool to see something else. Anywhere from a sloth, oh, I to love a sloths, porcupine. Uh, Don't forget to the lemur. A lemur, <laughs> a fox, a couple of fox, and. Um, uh, what was that? Serval. A serval and a savannah cat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, they're pretty awesome. Yeah. And she that, does very that, well with them. That savannah cat, is that the one that's taking off as like almost, they're breeding it to domestic cats now? Um, I don't know, but it's super tall when it sits down. Yeah. It's, it's pretty high. It's, yeah. they, they say that they're almost dog-sized and dog-like in oh, behavior. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's They'll make cool. a dog wet its pants, so. No. <laughs> My dogs don't wear pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, guys... Talk to me about how, you know, the the days, how many days there are, what it costs to get in, and that sort of thing. For It's both shows, right? When you buy mm-hmm. a ticket, you get into both the Reptile and yes. the comic book show. So the prices are going to be the same at both shows, but if you purchase it on the comic side, um, it's $15 for adults. Uh, ages 3 to 10 is going to be $10, and if you're under the age of 3, it's free, actually. And the money over there is going to be going to Make-A-Wish. And if you purchase it on the uh, reptile side, it's going to be going to the animal rescue. Am I correct, Jeff? Yes. Oh, okay. So basically, you can figure out which door you want to go into by maybe what whichever cause is nearest and dearest to your heart. Sure. Yep. Okay. So if you buy a ticket Saturday, are you good Saturday and Sunday? Or is yes. It- yes, you are. Okay. And- Park hopping. You know, you just mm-hmm. go jump both venues. Both days, and uh, it's free parking. Okay. Well, free parking, that's a huge deal. Yes, it is. Yeah. Cause, well, yeah, because, I mean, if you get there and it's 10 bucks to park and 15 to get in. And, right. 
you know, what yeah, money do you have left to spend? Yeah. You're going to be spending a lot of money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay. So you get into the reptile show, the comic show, 15 bucks, free parking. You guys going to have food vendors? Yes. Yes, we okay. are. Dickie's Barbecue is going to be our number one food vendor. Food uh, vendor. Pardon me. Easy <laughs> for you to say. Um, and um, they're going to be serving right nearby the door. So if you're smelling stuff online, that's them. Okay. Right um, and then next door, there's also going to be El Patio. They're not going to be in the show. They're going to be right next door, though. It's a restaurant located in the complex. Okay. Well, and this is at the old Tracy Outlet Mall. Yes, it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's where your your uh, reptile shop that's is, That's where too, the store right? is, yes. Okay. It, the, the whole place has been redeveloped. A lot well, of mom-and-pop stores are being there that's now. That's good, because the place was empty for... Yes, empty for a long seven time. Seven or eight years? Yeah, they almost made it a, a college-type venue thing, but now they put in the mom-and-pop stores... More stores are coming in. So it's not full, but it's getting there. Yeah. Well, that's that's got to be encouraging, too, because you guys running both – well, you having a retail shop, first off. Yes. It must be nice to see people with money again. Yes. Because, I mean, that was a real touch and go here in the Valley for a while. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then when you run shows like this, mm -hmm. and I'm sure you guys, this being your third and fourth year, you can see people have the money to show up, buy a ticket, walk around. Mm -hmm. buy things from the vendors yes. while they're there. So um, was that the case? Because I know three, four years ago, things were still a little little tight. Have you seen it improve since you've started? Yeah, and the, the, some of the improvement is because that people start getting used to, okay, this is the year, this is November, we know what's coming up now, just like anything else that continues to have an annual right. uh, showing. Mm -hmm. So we noticed that uh, these expos bring about the, the actual, as Morgan said, the actual comic geeks, and all the reptile geeks, those are the people that really show up. And then you get your few that trickle in that are undecided on, you know, should we get a reptile for little Johnny and Mary? Or, you know, what's this all about? And then they start learning about it, and then they become uh, normal customers. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've had um, just going to different events because we would take our nonprofit becoming boys to different events like Silicon Valley Con. And as soon as they find out this is what we do, we raise money for different charities, it would actually make a difference between a sale and not having a sale. Oh, I, I can see that. You know what? Let's go ahead. And let's talk a little bit about Become One Voice. I mean, as a separate entity mm -hmm. of itself. You said you started it as kids um, for a yeah. cause. Mm -hmm. What What do you guys try to do? I mean, what's your what's your reason for being? And then how do you try to accomplish the goals that you set? Well, our goal itself is to raise money by kids for kids, and we have a base of over seventy volunteers. Our um, our goal itself is to raise money by kids for kids, even though I'm now starting to age out of the age group to be called a kid necessarily. Um, we still have a whole bunch of high school students in the community that like to raise money and go out of their way to help. Um, a lot of them at Kimball High School and um, West High. And... What we try to do, um, for example, when we're raising money, one organization we worked with was United Way. We'd go out of our way to help them and give grants to that organization. Same with Make-A-Wish and um, American Cancer Society and so forth because we try to help organizations that do also specifically help children like St. Jude's Ho Children's Hospital, Hearts for Harvest, etc. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um and you said you got involved with this initially because your mom didn't want to go to a cancer thing without <laughs> yes. or by herself. Yeah, she did Selfish. not want to go. <laughs> I, I get um, it. Yeah. You know. yeah, she actually really thought um, we couldn't do it over and over again. If, um, if she was here, she would definitely make sure you knew. She was telling uh, 
My sister, you know, I don't know if they're going to say yes, but, you know, we'll ask them. Thinking, you know, they're totally going to shut a 12-year-old down. They're not going to say yes. You can have your own team at the relay. Oh, yeah. So every time she thinks that we can't do it, we've actually surprised her and risen to the occasion. And it was also her, my mother, uh, Erica, who said, you can't go and ask Grandma and Grandpa to help you raise money for this again. You now have to, again rise to the occasion and start networking and we're like what's that at the age of uh, 10 and 12 and um, that's when we started making a lot of business connections that we still have today and we actually make sure our volunteers do that as well since we did have a storefront for a long time we switch more now to online but um, that's what we instill into our volunteers too so we say okay we want you to go network we want you to set up events on your own we want you to do this that and the other because that's what was expected of us Mm -hmm. so we don't expect anything of our volunteers that we don't expect of ourselves okay (laughs) i'd like to make one thing there is a lot of work involved in this and not only do they do a lot of work in contacting people arranging uh uh you know uh, for interviews and, and junk like that to get this thing going is that Erica does a lot of stuff mm-hmm. from contacting people to organizing the map and the way it should look where people are positioned mm-hmm. in the, as vendors to um, mm-hmm. making sure that the, the hosts or the, uh, the, the hotels that we have to get involved in this can house these people. And she does a there's, lot. Well, I was going to say, there's a lot more to putting on a convention besides just, think, here, yeah. give me getting 50 the, bucks and you have a table. Getting the fire marshals to approve your building. Yeah. That one's fun too. You know, not only that, it's just that the, the big organizations like the motel hotels don't just say yes. No, they if, do not. If they do say yes, you have a guideline and a date that mm-hmm. if you don't, uh, um, uh, uh reply on that date, uh, you're canceled. Oh, yeah. So they, and, they rely on these And things. like you're saying about fire marshals, yeah. if you don't get the right seller's permits, business licenses mm-hmm. for your vendors, yes. you're shut down. Yeah. 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 Easy. And it, it's so, a lot of work. Well, and you've been, okay, so if you've been doing this for three years and what, 20? I'm 29. Okay. Yes. So you've been doing this since you were 16 or 17. Yeah, the show specifically. That's a lot of responsibility for a 16-year-old to take on. Yeah, How, well, I mean, obviously, your mom helped out quite a bit. And, yeah, my and, sister, Rachel, she's right now um, she's right now away for the Air Force um, on reserves, but she'll be back right before our show, so anyone who's coming will be able to meet her. But uh, she's gone right now, so she's usually a big help with the vendor half of things, too, and just a little bit here and there. And not having her has been... Um, very tough, but she is a huge contributor to the show, usually. I'm sure. So um, I'm going to ask you first, then I'll come back to you because I'll have the same question for you. When you were putting together your first con, was there anything, I mean, what did you get blindsided by? And was there ever a moment that you were just like, I can't do this? And what, what made you get through it if there was? Oh, gosh, I wish Jeff was first. Um, <laughs> um, our first con, I was... I was definitely more on the vendor aspect of things, and I know just me and my sister, We, when we were looking at our convention after, we were working closely with Steve Wyatt, and um, he came to our show, and he actually said it was a good first show. My sister and I were like, this is a horrible first show, because we just thought it's not like Steve's shows. So, but, you know, and I'm sorry, who, who is Steve Wyatt? Steve Wyatt, he um, is. He is the host of, or 
previous host of the Big Wow Show and stuff. Um, and he also does like the Reno Show and the East Bay Comic Con. Oh, okay. So, so he's a, he's like a con promoter then. He yeah. is. Okay. Yeah. Big in the con and world. He, he helped us set up the format for our show. Okay. Yeah. So we were comparing ourselves to his con at first, which is not exactly great, but um. The one thing we realized, we as soon as we're done with the show or else it's going on, we're like, we need to do this differently for next. We need to do that. We need to make sure we have more room. We need to do this. We we need to make sure we have a deadline for our vendors to pay because we keep having cancellations here and there. We we there's always a long list. Mm-hmm. As soon as the show hits, that we figure out this isn't working. We're changing it. So it's it's hard to give you a specific answer. Because it was three years ago, and I just know that I was constantly just saying, hey, come out and vent at our show. It's a tax write-off. <laughs> so that's how I was pitching it to everybody. That's not a bad way to do it, though. Yeah. That's, yeah. Hey. So, I mean, was there a point before your first one was done that you thought, okay, that's it. We're, this isn't going to happen? Oh, every day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> every day. I'm just like, I can't work with you people. You're driving me crazy. Specifically talking about the people in here and people not in here. You know, working with family can be tough. Just um, Oh, sure. And also just other times working with other people especially when you're just there's so many people involved uh volunteers family businesses and you're just thinking i thought you were going to talk to them you're not oh my gosh we've been needing to talk to them for now a month and uh it it can be very overwhelming um because there's like you said there's so much that goes into putting on a convention right and the reason i've started with you is because I know that you benefited from his experience on your first time out. So I just still wanted to hear what kind of happened without. Yeah. We had you know. a little bit of practice on how to approach these people. Yeah. But, uh, so Jeff, how about you? The first time out, was there, how, how steep was your learning curve? Well, you know, it, it's different for me because I'm older. So there's, there's been rejections in the past. So you have to expect that you cannot please everybody, no matter how well you think it went on, mm-hmm. but, but as everybody's listening that, you know, that if you put on some type of benefit or some type of big thing, even a party at your house, you hope it goes well. And then you always get that one person that says, eh, it could have been a little better. And then yeah. even though they've done well as a vendor themselves, they still say it could have been better. It's like, Okay, I understand that. I appreciate the uh, the pros and cons. I really don't like it. But, uh, you know, the very first time we did it, I tell you, again, Erica has done quite a bit and always does quite a bit. And we always get in arguments because I'm going, hey, what are you doing? Why are you always on your phone, the computer? It's because she's trying to – she probably worries about it more than I do because being a vendor – or I just act like I'm a vendor, even though I'm a, I'm the promoter in this right. thing. But it's just, you have that mindset right. going in, you know. Yeah. But but I do I do promote her as being the she is the backbone of this thing, even though I said, hey, have you had any problems? It's her fault. Yeah, if you call <laughs> but, my sister, who is the one who's right now away, and she's like the one of the faces of our show. But a lot of vendors are so used to contacting. If you call up my sister, you'll get oh, if you're calling about the Tracy Comic Show, please call. This number, which is our mom's number. And <laughs> my mom, when she was calling her one day, she didn't answer. She was like, I didn't know Rachel did that. <laughs> Why are you giving out my phone number? <laughs> exactly. It was really funny, actually. Oh, that's funny. So um, I, I have to ask. So Erica would be your mom then. Yes. And your fiance. Yes. Is she resentful at all at the responsibility that hits her? Or is she one of those grab a bull by the horns and run with it? Both. Okay. She could be both. Okay. She definitely takes on the... The second approach, the grab the bull by the horns, I think it's a slight Taurus in her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's, uh, she, she gets a little like resentful when she's like this. We, we all have that moment where we're playing like a board game. And we're like, I want to rage quit. But, yep. um, we're like, no, we've committed to this. We're going to do it. And we, like I told you the other day over the phone, we, 
already planning the next year's show, but that's altogether something I'll talk about you at a different time. But that's a commitment already. <laughs> so are you having fun doing it, I guess, is the question. Of course. Yeah, I'd yeah. say yes. And so that stressful day before the show when you're setting up and you have to put up all those tables and you're mm -hmm. like, why did I do this? <laughs> yeah. Jeff, have you, you've been married before? Yes, I have. Okay. Did you have that moment as you were getting married that you felt like you were going to pass out? Because I have to imagine that's that same feeling that happens the day before the show starts. Yes. God, yeah. I hope not. <laughs> I, uh, well, that's why I didn't ask you. I, you're awfully young to know that feeling. but I, I set three alarm clocks just to make sure that in case one doesn't go off because the one that's plugged in the wall. Yep. You yeah, might have a power like, outage. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it's, well, but once it's, if I'm there before the vendors are, I'm happy. Yeah. Because then you, everything starts going, I have to have my first cup of coffee and I'm good. That's you just good. reminded me as soon as he said that, as long as I'm there before the vendors are, pretty sure our first show, we weren't there before our vendors. Oh God. <laughs> Which is so bad. I think he ended up tying our vendors there or something, but it was not good. We were across the way from our vendors doing a different fundraiser for the same thing but uh wasn't good yeah it was good our vendors like us which is great but it, it, well uh, there's that um in the military they often say if you're 10 minutes early you're late yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and that's that kind of thing like you talk to people and you better be there two hours before anybody else <laughs> yeah even if there's nothing to do but nap in your car you're there sure. you know yeah ask an airport you have to be there yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I just do that because the bars are always open, but you know, that's right. Yeah. That's actually at this last, um, the last convention I did here in town, they had some trouble getting the table set up the way they wanted. So I waited until everybody else was done and said, can I set up in the bar? Cause all I do is sit and interview people. You know? Sure. Like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like nine o'clock, I said something joking to the girl working the bar. She's like, Oh, I can't serve you yet. First round was at my table by 1201. Nice. I mean, just like, and she bought it. Oh my god! <laughs> and I was just like, Ooh. but then I got people sitting there like a beer at twelve o'clock. I'm like, hey, I tried at nine. I tried to get it earlier. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that same sort of thing. It's just because there, no matter how well you plan, mm -hmm. there's that fog of war that hits everything. Something's gonna go wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Is that? And it has to. That's the only way you can improve. And not right. only that, uh, your first. Uh, Expo is not going to be like your very last one 20 years from now. Well, we only had 20 people show up this one. Yes, but now you have thousands. So mm -hmm. it takes that. It takes respect. And it takes like the first person show up says, you know, this isn't bad. I'm going to show up next year. Yeah. Well, and also I imagine, um, does Tracy still have a local newspaper? Yes. They yeah, do, they right? Do. Yes. So on Saturday, they probably come out and talk to you guys. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then that Sunday morning at 6 o'clock, that paper hits everybody's doorstep. And then they go, hey, hey of course. there's something going on today after mm -hmm. church or whatever. Right. Exactly. So that have to, I have to imagine the looky lose the second day. That's probably helpful because... They may not have intended to go this year. They may not even have known. Next year they'll be there. Of yeah. course. Yeah, if it, if it's any part of their interest at all, or if they're grabbing, you know, dragging their nephew who's into Daredevil or, <laughs> you know, wants to see what a cobra looks like. Yeah. yeah. We were first in the mall for a couple of years because that's where the store was originally. Mm -hmm. And uh, we would get mall people, which have no clue what even an animal looks like and right. wondering why. And then uh, they would be overwhelmed with, What's going on? Well, we got a bunch of comics, so we have a bunch of reptiles. They go, oh, cool. So you guys were, was it as a show or as a shop you were in? As both. Both. Well, both. As yes. both. Definitely as a shop, though. He had it really bad in his store, a constant tap on the glass. <laughs> But, you had um, comics and reptiles all in the same room? Or like no, same, no, no. Okay. no same yeah, comics were in a, in a uh, different kiosk store. and then a, its own store. Oh, okay. The, okay. The reptiles have mm -hmm. only been there for about three years, and then we okay. moved. 
Well, mm-hmm. malls are still, I mean, I don't think malls realize it, but they're awfully expensive for what they offer to the store yes. owner these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 25 years ago, it was worth it to yeah. pay that premium to be in there. But now, no. not so much. A lot of online shopping these days. Well, it's, it's a lot of online shopping. Retail shopping is going to change. I mean, live animals is different. Yeah. But, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know what? I can't even say that because after we lost one of our Italian greyhounds, you know, the first place I looked was a Southern California who would ship it to you. And you got in the later. Mail. Yeah. I, you. I mean, I didn't do it because I'm still a little bit squeaked out by the idea of shipping a live animal. But you getting. Yeah. yeah. But that's more and more. That's so I don't see it. Yeah. Um, but these days, I think the Apple store, you walk in, it's all Apple product. Yes. And then whether you buy it there or you buy it that night on your phone, I think that's what the future retail is going to look like. You're going to go into a place handle the product, look at the product. It'll be branded product to right. whatever store you're in. Then you'll either buy it there or go home and buy it from Amazon that night. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think mall owners have realized that yet. Yeah. I think I you go to mall to price check. I and then... <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's a big part of it. Um, all right, guys. So we're coming up pretty close on the end here. Let's go ahead and get the address and everything again and the dates and the times. Okay. Okay. It'll be uh, November 12th and 13th. Obviously, this year at the Tra- old Tracy Outlets, which is now called the Northgate Village, and it's the address is one zero zero five East Pescadero Avenue in Tracy, right off of two hundred five in MacArthur. Okay, and even when it's not time for this convention, your shop, which is called Shedskin Reptiles, it will be there all year round. Yes, the only thing is we're closed on Thursdays, but open every every day. Well, all snake stores are closed on Thursdays, right? <laughs> it's like a Chinese restaurant. It's the first day I have off with Erica, so that's what we do. Ah, there you go. Virginia. Yeah. And then, um, cool. So, yeah, we got a lot of great guests coming up. I, yes. We're going to be there. Nice. So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully getting to talk to, you know, see see our listeners, but also getting to talk to some of your guests and artists yep. that you have out. Mm-hmm. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, any any last words you want to throw out before we finish? Um, if you're going to come to the comic show, dress up, because we do have contests for that, too. So yes, dress up as do. whatever your hero is. and There is the an it's adult cool. uh, There is an adult costume contest and a kid's costume contest. Oh, okay. And uh, just a reminder again on the prices, Ryan. Um, the adult ticket price is fifteen dollars. The age three to ten is ten dollars, and under three is free. Great. And how about your websites? <laughs> uh, it's Shedskin.net. Okay. And we're also on Facebook. Okay. okay. Shedskins on Facebook. Yes. Okay. And one thing is, we are having a raffle for animals. There's two snakes being raffled off. One's uh, it can be a very large snake, and the other one's a, a ball python. Okay. And our website for the Tracy Comic Con is actually the same as our nonprofit. So you would go to uh, www.becomeonevoice.com. All right. And we do, and we do also have a Facebook page, as I so eloquently pointed out, and an Instagram. Okay. Which is and the Tracy Comic Show. I normally bring Ollie the Greyhound in with me, but because there's so many people in here today, I didn't do it, and I think he's riling everybody up. So if there's barking, is audible. That's what's going on. Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you for joining me. Yeah, I, I really you. appreciate it. And, you know, uh, guys, if you're listening, you're in the Central Valley, uh, go check it out. It was November 12th and 13th. 12th mm-hmm. and 13th. You pay one time. You get to go both days. You can go check out comics and the reptile show. So if you're not like me and not afraid of snakes, it'd be something to see. Um, but in the meantime, check us out at geekishcast.com or at Facebook at facebook.com slash geekishcast. I tweet from at geekishcast. Jeff, Zion, Morgan, thank you guys very much. Thank you, thank sir. You. Thank, thank you. you. 
Geekish Cast theme music is taken from Out to Get Mine by Reign of Zaius. Check them out at reignofzaius.net. website at geekishcast.com. Geekishcast is a BSU Ficker production, and all original content is copyright 2016. If you got a thought or a comment or think you or somebody you know would be a good guest for Geekishcast, please feel free to reach out and contact me. You can email me, thegeekishcast at gmail.com, or jeremy at thegeekishcast, or you can even phone me at 209-232-6001. 